it often takes sort of the success stories you often you know aren't always just kind of somebody saying let's just do this sometimes it's as a response to a failure um, and I think some of the best successes that you see particularly in ESG um, are the response to a failure Hello everyone, my name is Vikram Shetty. I'm a director at 73Bit Limited. I have around 15 years of experience making software systems. We at 73Bit help teams to do sustainability benchmarking or assessment process using our online IT platform. Welcome to Benchmarking Success Story episode 11. In today's episode, our guest is Matt. He is a CEO co-founder at Free Float Media. Thank you, Matt for uh, taking your time and welcome to today's episode. Uh, can you please uh, tell us more about yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Matt Muscardi. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Free Float Media. I worked at MSCI ESG Research for almost 10 years, um, writing uh, every kind of report imaginable for institutional investors about ESG. Right. Um, so I, I know how the, the space works and now I'm hosting my own podcast called Business Pants and um, and doing kind of independent ESG research and consulting and analytics uh, through that. So that's cool. where I'm at. Wow. Nice. So the question I have is, uh, can you share one of the business success story on ESG? Sure, I think there's actually sort of a lot, um, and uh, one of the the I think when most ESG success stories are not sort of a uniform success story. Um, it's usually when a company focuses on a particular issue uh-huh. as a problem for them, okay. um, and finds finds a way to improve, and then watching them improve. Um, a, a, a for instance, from the past, um, would be someone like a J.P. Morgan who. You know, prior to the London Whale, and I don't know if your listeners remember the London Whale, effectively, um, there were oversight lapses inside JP Morgan that allowed a single trader um, to place a massive trade and lose a lot of money. Um, and and the they were investigated. Um, there were there were inquiries, there were you know fines levied. Um, JP Morgan was sort of the subject of a lot of scrutiny for their governance because this is very close to when the 2008 financial crisis happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and in the wake of that, it often takes sort of the success stories you often, you know, aren't always just kind of somebody saying, let's just do this. Sometimes it's as a response to a failure. Um, and I think some of the best successes that you see, particularly in ESG, um, are the response to a failure. Uh, JP Morgan uh, went out and they did, um, they effectively did a deep dive into their own processes to understand where are all the deficiencies that we have. They hired a significant amount of you know, uh, internal compliance professionals. They changed the way they do their reporting. They changed the way they do their trading. Um, and I remember at the time, uh, we had, you know, prior to the, the event, we had rated JP Morgan very, very poorly um, for a number of reasons, but governance was a big one. And uh, just having that uh, uh, event happen triggered this whole sort of introspective process within JP Morgan that fundamentally changed the way the, the, the bank operated from a governance perspective. Um, and now this is a historical you know, right, uh, right. example. Landmark example. But there are other examples like that. Right, right. That's pretty interesting. Do you want to share one more? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think um, 
uh, let's think of a good one here. Um, I, I mean, I think if you want to take if you want to take the the uh, the a, not a sort of um, uh, crisis approach, right? right? You know, response right. to a crisis. Right. And you want to take a more proactive approach. Um, there are actually some interesting ones um, in like the automobile sector. Mm-hmm. So, um, so as a for instance, right? Um, uh, there are there are you know when you think of you know uh, successes when it comes to ESG for autos, you often think of you know Tesla and their you know the the electric cars and right. and they're you know they're kind of innovators and um, and all these things. But you don't necessarily think of that. Um, you shouldn't necessarily think of that without remembering that you know Honda and Toyota, who mm-hmm. are two well-established players in the automobile industry. Mm-hmm. Um, Honda put out uh, the uh, and Toyota put out the Prius, and Honda put out their own uh, electric vehicles or or hybrid vehicles right. years before. Years before there were subsidies, they were spending R and D money, saying, you know what, this is the future. Of, um, but for not only sustainability reasons, like climate reasons, but it's also consumer reasons. Consumers don't want to pay the volatile prices of oil and gas. That's part of the thinking. Um, And so there's interesting, what I like about thinking about ESG from that perspective is it's not a singular success, like where one company goes out and creates this major innovation that changes the world. That happens. Mm-hmm. But there's often innovations that are built along the way, and there's little thinking where they say, "What do consumers want?" A company like Toyota says, "What does a consumer want? Um, what can we build?" They spend some R and D money. They build an early version of these sort of hybrid electric vehicles, and it begins the process mm-hmm. by which consumers shift over the next two decades to allow a Tesla to even exist, to allow Elon Musk to come in and say. Um, you know, this is the entire. We can disrupt the entire industry right. with new technology. Right. Uh, and and you know, it's from a success story point of view. Not only was it successful um, f- from a product standpoint, but from a process standpoint, um, Toyota became famous for incredibly efficient processes at their plants. You know, better health and safety records. They needed higher skilled workers that cost more money, which is always good when you know you're paying the workers more money, especially right. as you're automating. Right. Their processes became, you know, gold standard and mm-hmm. uh, across the world. And these are all part and parcel of thinking ahead. And that's part of what that's a lot of what ESG is about. Whether it's a crisis, avoiding a crisis, or sort of capturing an opportunity, it's about thinking ahead. Wow. Thank you, Matt. Uh, thank you for summing up the most yin and yang of the uh, story. And thank you again for your time. It was really nice. Of course, anytime. And uh, well, I'll have to have you on my podcast next time. <laughs> sure, I will be more than happy to be a guest. That would be my first podcast ever as a guest. <laughs> 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 All right, Matt. See you. Bye bye. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I would be happy to receive your feedback. And if you would like to be a guest in our podcast, please email me to vikram at the rate 73bit.com and I will reach out to you. See you next time. Bye-bye.